Welcome to the Research Culture Uncovered podcast, where in every episode we explore what is research culture and what should it be. You'll hear thoughts and opinions from a range of contributors to help you change research culture into what you want it to be. Welcome to season four, which is dedicated to research careers. My name is Ruth Winden, and I'm the Careers with Research Consultant at the University of Leeds, based in the Research and Development and Culture team led by Emma Sperry. Throughout the season, I will introduce researchers who are managing their careers so well, so proactively and so wisely that I wanted their stories to be heard more widely. These researchers have made what must have felt courageous career decisions at times, moving into different roles and sectors or maneuvering their careers in academia with clarity and gusto. I am so glad they gave up their time for some pretty open and honest conversations, and I can't wait to introduce them to you. But before I bring in colleagues from our research and alumni community, I thought it would make sense to give some context for our research and career development work at Leeds. In this episode, I'll explain our approach to career development and also share the rationale for choosing the type of career support we offer. But first, you might wonder what my job title, Careers with Research Consultant, actually means. I must admit, when I started my role in autumn 2020, I wasn't quite sure why I wasn't just called Careers Consultant, because that is a familiar term in the career sector. It turns out that my boss, Emma Sperry, created the job title deliberately in line with the Researcher Development Concordat. The Concordat states clearly that a research career is a strong foundation for many different career directions, with academia being one of many and by no means the only one. My job title acknowledges that researchers' careers are broad, diverse, and a launchpad for many future career choices, whatever that choice may be. My title also validates that leads values and supports all career paths equally, whatever direction our researchers choose. If you're new to the researcher development space or a new researcher, you might wonder why this emphasis on career choice is such a big deal. For decades, there has been an implicit and explicit bias towards academic research. An academic career being the gold standard regarding every other career choice is second rate. Over time, there has been a real shift of perception and much broader acceptance that researchers can fulfill their potential and aspirations in a multitude of roles, sectors and employment contexts. Looking at the most pressing problems the world faces, it is easy to see how much scope there is for our researchers to use their expertise and help resolve issues that affect our lives and threaten the existence of our planet. I believe it's our responsibility as researcher developers, in partnership with our researchers, research leaders and managers, to help researchers recognize the breadth of opportunities open to them. The central question is, how can we help researchers make sound choices that are right for them? How can we help them maneuver the fast-moving employment landscape and the rapid technological changes that impact so many professions? All this is easier said than done. You just have to look at the explosion of AI tools such as ChatGPT and their profound impact on all of our careers. 
I believe that researchers are ideally placed to prepare for, master, shape, and take advantage of these developments. So there's never a dull moment in supporting researchers' career development as the world changes at such a ferocious speed. One of the real challenges is to stay ahead of the game. So what's our approach towards career development for researchers? First of all, it is closely aligned to the Researcher Development Concordat, to which the university signed up in 2019. If you'd like to find out more about the Concordat, Emma Sperry has done a super helpful podcast episode just on the Concordat. In 12 minutes, Emma gives a really useful overview and explanation of what the Concordat is, why it matters to researchers, research leaders, institutions and funding bodies. I'll put the episode link into the show notes. So when it comes to our approach to career development for researchers, I want to highlight five areas. Number one, working in partnership. Number two, need over role or grade. Number three, finding the balance of support and challenge. Number four, a broad and inclusive offering. And lastly, number five, creating opportunities for deep transformation. I'll explain each one of them in more detail, and that will give you a flavor of what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. Let me explain what I mean by these. Working in partnership. Working in partnership with researchers, research leaders, and research enablers is crucial for us. To continually develop our offering, to ensure the content, timing, and delivery mode meet our researcher community's needs, and to facilitate their career development. We appreciate that researchers are a diverse group and that their needs vary widely. We need to be flexible in what we offer, when we offer it, and how we offer it. For instance, we will never go back to facilitating career development exclusively on campus again, since the engagement with our online programs has been so much greater across the board since the pandemic, from those who live far away from campus or do field research abroad, those with caring responsibilities, or those who find it easier to engage in an online forum than participating in an in-person workshop. Equally, we also hear loud and clear that many researchers miss the in-person events, and so do I. So it's all about striking the right balance. We will continue to experiment, try new ways of engaging, and learn together with our community. There is just not one solution that fits all. The second aspect of our work is need over role or grade. For years, we have offered career development to specific cohorts separately, depending on their role or grades and whether they are postgraduate researchers or postdocs or research fellows. These days, we still offer group specific support in line with specific roles where it makes sense. But we're also much more open to bringing different groups of our researcher community together for shared learning about their career development. These joint activities help people in different research roles learn from each other, recognize where they are on their career path, and foster collaboration. For instance, on my imposter mindset workshops, it is a real eye-opener for postgraduate researchers or postdocs new in their jobs to hear that lecturers also struggle with feeling inadequate at times, just like them. These shared experiences break down barriers, 
create a greater sense of understanding and also foster a better research culture. As long as I, as a facilitator, ensure that the most experienced participants also walk away with useful insights, the mixed format can work really well. That's why we embrace need over job role whenever appropriate. The third aspect of our role is finding the balance of support and challenge. Throughout my professional life, I have worked with the researcher community as an external supplier, but never as part of the researcher community until I joined Leeds. Most of my experience as a career management coach has been with organizational and individual clients in other sectors and across levels of seniority up to CEO. Clients in the private sector, international clients in Europe, the Middle East and the US. And I've also worked with NGOs, not-for-profits and startups. As a result, I bring a different perspective to working with researchers. And I also come with different expectations about what I regard as essential career management skills these days. I absolutely love working with researchers. They are amazing people with amazing talents, highly motivated, quick learners, value-driven, and often in complex life situations that impact their careers. And as much as I support them, to the extent that someone recently asked whether I had been a cheerleader in my earlier life, I also need to challenge them. Challenge them to focus on what they can do rather than focus on what they haven't achieved yet, often in unfair comparison to much more experienced colleagues. Challenge them to consider career alternatives when they get stuck in the system. Challenge them to recognize the immense talents, expertise and attributes that are sought after by employers. Challenge them to explore possibilities they can't see and challenge them to connect with professionals to explore those opportunities. I do not accept that in academia, we just struggle with these challenges and that it's part of the experience of working in research, far from it. Most importantly, I benchmark researchers with other professionals at the same career stage. Our researchers need to be able to network, share the value they add in the workplace, have a compelling LinkedIn profile, be proactive in managing their careers. And especially they need to learn to negotiate, which is an essential life and career skill. I do not tolerate their idea that they're lucky to get a job in offer in academia and that therefore they should negotiate or to think that it's even not possible to negotiate. The first offer is never the best, and they're expected to negotiate more and more so as their careers develop. Thankfully, our research community responds well to my challenges, and we have seen some wonderful breakthroughs, also when it comes to negotiating their next job offer. The fourth part of our offering at Leeds is about a broad and inclusive careers offering. We are so lucky to live in an age where we can access so many ways to learn and grow professionally, online at any time that suits us, in bite-sized portions or longer intensive programs, online or in person. We want to ensure that there is something for everyone's needs and everyone's learning preferences. For online learning, we offer a growing library of independent learning materials that we create, but we also use LinkedIn and LinkedIn Learning extensively, especially LinkedIn Learning with more than 16,000 courses and programs to go through, all part of our offering at Leeds. 
we have had tremendous success with using LinkedIn as a career development tool. For researchers, it is an excellent platform to engage with stakeholders, raise their visibility, and position themselves for career opportunities, whether they're in academia or beyond. LinkedIn Learning, with its vast offer of courses and our own learning paths, plus the new career development pathways, are a great addition to our programs. Then we have Career Boost, our pick and mix offering of individual workshops on a broad range of careers topics, from how to get a lectureship to career planning, mastering virtual interviews, or negotiating a job offer. Everything what I would call the basics in sound career management competencies for researchers. And then we offer several cohort-based career development programs that are based on group coaching principles. They offer a much more extensive experience and often huge transformations. And yes, they also need huge commitment. Which takes me to the point five of our offering, creating opportunities for deep transformation. With a specialism in group career coaching, I have worked with Emma Sperry and our colleague Patricia Gray in the early days to create the first cohort-based group career coaching program called Career Architect. Over the years, it has become our flagship program, and we now have almost 175 researchers who've gone through the program successfully. It is a real deep dive into making well-informed career transitions. It's for a group of 12, and it lasts six months. It is the safe space of being with researchers in the same situation, i.e., postdocs with their research contracts coming to an end and wanting to explore and ideally secure career alternatives, being part of a modular development program and embarking on this journey together, helping, motivating and supporting each other. It makes all the difference. We are in this together. Career Accelerator is another group-based careers program, a three-month program, so half the length, for those who know exactly what their next job is and who welcomes support. Unsurprisingly, the majority of participants want to secure another postdoc or a lectureship. Again, the group setting, the holistic support and encouragement have made all the difference. Often, it's just about helping the researchers recognize their achievements. I would even say their brilliance help them showcase their outstanding expertise on their CVs, application forms, statements, online portals, and then, of course, an interview. It seems to have made all the difference as we had so many participants suddenly getting lectureships. Happy days. The last group-based program I want to mention is Career Catalyst, focused on digital career development via LinkedIn and LinkedIn Learning. We recently piloted the program with 60 researchers. Postgraduate researchers, research technicians, postdocs, and lecturers. And again, what stood out was not only how quickly they just get these tools when you show them how to maximize them, but the difference it made to them to go through the process as part of a group for encouragement, motivation, and feedback, and to have the course leaders provide additional guidance. Going through the same development with your peers over time in a safe and supportive environment often results in deep transformations. For a researcher developer, they're an absolute joy to facilitate. And the university has benefited from highly motivated staff, retaining excellent colleagues, and building an engaged alumni group.
And you will meet some of these alumni during the rest of my podcast season as they were eager to come back and share their stories. I hope I have given you a flavour of what we do in the researcher career development space at the University of Leeds. It is a real joy to work with our community of researchers and I invite you to come back over the next eight weeks to learn from our researchers and their stories. Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to the Research Culture Uncovered podcast. Please subscribe so you never miss out on our brand new episodes. And if you're enjoying the discussions, give us some love by dropping a five-star rating and written review as it helps other research culturists find us. And please share with a friend and show them how to subscribe. Thanks for listening and here's to you and your research culture.